This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're spending some time exploring Savi Island. But Jamie, it might not be a side of the island most people are familiar with. Yeah, Vicky, I'm guessing when most people think of Savi Island, they think of one of three things, uh, berry picking, corn mazes, or beaches. And while Savi Island is famous for all of those things, it's also home to some really nice hiking trails. Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar, Savi Island is a 26,000-acre island in the Columbia River just west of Portland, and it also has a pretty rich history, too. Yeah, that's right. The island was actually home to the largest concentration of indigenous villages on the lower Columbia River. It was a great place not only to fish, but also to harvest crops like wapato and camas bulbs, um, which were both uh, grew prolifically on the island. And so for countless generations, this area was home to the Chinookan peoples, whose culture was later largely decimated by disease, environmental destruction, and colonization following white settlement of the Pacific Northwest. And unfortunately, there's not a lot on the island today that points to that history, but you can at very least get a sense of the land by exploring some of the trails that run through it. Ah, that's great. So where should we start on some of these trails on Savi Island? Yeah, well, so there are like, I think, three main hiking areas on Savi Island. A couple of them are pretty easy. There's one that's a little bit longer, but let's let's kind of start at the, the shortest one. Um, and that's the Wapato Greenway Trail. Wapato Greenway. Okay, so, um, so where exactly is this on Savi Island? So the Wapato Greenway is on the southern side of the island. So when you, you cross over the Savi Island Bridge from US 30, you go north on Savi Island Road, and you're, you're pretty much right there at the trailhead. And that trailhead leads you through uh, a little wetland area, um, sort of really kind of nice uh, in the forest and um, out into some meadows. And then it takes you on a trail that leads alongside Multnomah Channel, um, which is a channel that leads along the uh, western side of Savi Island. So this is just a really nice, cute little area. It's, it's a really easy hike. Um, you're not going to see uh, a lot of elevation gain. Um, it's it's pretty short. Uh, and it's just a nice place to kind of get out uh, and about among nature on Savi Island. 
Yeah, totally. I have not done this hike, but just by my research on it, it looks like you can see a lot of great wildlife and um, says maybe some beaver activity going on and to bring binoculars. So that sounds really <laughs> cool too. Yeah, this this a lot of these areas that you hike on Savi Island, they're part of this sort of natural wildlife area uh, where the, the areas are preserved specifically for wildlife. So definitely some spots where you're going to be able to find some, some cool uh, beavers or uh, do some good bird watching. I know our colleague Mark Graves yeah. um, gets a lot of amazing photographs of bald eagles on Savi Island. And oh. so- Definitely a place to bring your binoculars or your, you know, your long lens if you have one for a camera um, and definitely keep an eye out. Totally. It looks like there is a picnic area there and it looks like a spot where you can just kind of watch some boats go by as well and looks and seems really relaxing. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that we should mention too about, about this area and all the areas is, you know, these these are spots that because they're they're this protected wildlife area, they do charge a fee to park at all of these trailheads. So this is a, a, mm, okay. a parking fee that is ten dollars a day or thirty dollars for the year. You can pick them up in the little convenience stores on Savi Island um, or at a few other retailers as well. Um, but if you're going to go out there to hike, make sure you get one of those parking permits ahead of time because it's not something you can get at the trailhead itself. Got it. Always good to know about that beforehand. <laughs> okay. So, Jamie, what else? Uh, we have Wapato Greenway. Um, what's next? Yeah. Well, let's just kind of go up in the, the distance here. Um, let's go to the Oak Island Trail. And Oak Island is not actually an island, but it is a peninsula that is within Savi Island. I know that's kind of confusing, um, but it's, you know, due to sort of the, the lower uh, elevation of this and sort of the wetland nature, you end up with these ponds within the island and kind of you get the island within an island kind of situation. So the Oak Island Trail is about is another loop. It's about 2.8 miles, so a little bit longer. And again, a, a really easy, nice hike that leads through some meadows, uh, along some waterways. What I love about the Oak Island Trail is that it it initially leads through this cattle farm. So uh, when I went there, um, kind of had to pass through a couple of gates and walk through this meadow that there's sort of a right of way you can walk through this farm. They allow it. Um, but just we were hiking through this field of, of cows, <laughs> you know, their little calves <laughs> feeding with their mothers and, you know, all the little cows doing their, their, their cow thing, hanging around and eating and sleeping and stuff, <laughs> being generally cute. Um, but it was really cool, I think, you know, so uh, to sort of walk through this, this cow pasture and uh, emerge on the other side in this beautiful meadow. Um, there were some great oh. oak trees there um, that provided some shade and um, ended up walking then through a little forest and out to a little uh, beach kind of like sort of a small, you know, you know pond side beach where there were really amazing views of Mount St. Helens and of Mount Hood. Uh, so this is a great spot where if you want to go a little bit later in the day, like I love this as like a post post work weekday hike when it's, it's still light outside this time of year. So if you, yes. you know finish up work at say five, uh, you still have a few hours mm -hmm. of daylight, hop on out to Safi Island, maybe bring a picnic, um, you know, bring some yeah. food and do a little three mile hike, find a nice place to sit down. Um, eat, relax, catch the sunset. Um, you know, oh when you get gosh. the sun setting and just making those mountains glow this time of year, it's such a beautiful scene. 
So that's a, that's a really nice spot, I think, when you're looking for a close in adventure and you kind of want to get away from things. Um, I love Oak Island for that purpose. Yes. And especially with the temperatures being a little, a little toasty these past <laughs> few days, past few weeks, I should really say. Yeah. Uh, you know, spending some time by the water, not a bad idea. I'm seeing that on Oak Island Loop, uh, on this hike that blackberries, uh, are available in the late summertime here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a portion that leads past the blackberry bushes. I went kind of in the early summer, the last time I went there and wasn't able to get them, but I saw the blackberry bushes there and I thought, boy, this is some, some prime berry picking when you get come here at the right time of Uh, year. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm planning on going there and getting some blackberries (laughs) maybe uh, in a few weeks or something. Perfect. That's perfect. So, Jamie, are there any other trails on Savi Island that maybe are a little bit longer, uh, maybe closer to, you know, between five and 10 miles um, there? Yeah. The the third one I want to talk about um, is the longest and also my favorite hike on Savi Island. Um, This is a hike out to Warrior Point, um, also to the Warrior Rock Lighthouse. So, we think of lighthouses, we think of big lighthouses on the Oregon coast. Um, but because the Columbia River is a large and wild river, there also were lighthouses on the Columbia River. And one of the few remaining is there on Savi Island at the northern tip of the island um, at Warrior Point. So this is just, it's a little tiny lighthouse. You can't go inside of it um, or anything like that. And it's, it's a short thing, but it's a really cool landmark to hike to. Um, and it's about a seven mile hike out and back. So about three and a half miles each way. Uh, it leads right along sort of the northeastern side of the island. So basically you go, you go out to Collins Beach, which is the famous nude beach on Savi Island. And you go past the beach parking and the road will end there at a little parking lot. Um, and that's the trailhead to go out to Warrior Point. And from there, it's just a really kind of cute little hike through the woods alongside the river. So you get some river views and you're in the woods. It gets a little bit muddy in the rainier season. Um, I've done that and it can be a little bit of a slog, but this time of year, it's usually dry and really nice. And when you get to the end, it emerges out at this um, sort of pretty sizable beach on the north side of Savi Island. And you can hang out there on the beach. You can try to walk all the way out to Warrior Point if you want. Um, but the lighthouse is right there and it makes a perfect spot to sit down, um, have a snack or have a picnic and enjoy some nice Columbia River views. That is amazing. I'm seeing here that you might be able, if you're lucky, to see some sea lions as well. <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, sea lions love the Columbia River. I, I see them out there at Kelly Point Park in Portland. Um, I've seen it out there, um, you know, or out by the dams deeper in the Columbia River. But anytime you're in sort of the, the deep water there and you're seeing some, um, you know, anywhere that you might find some fish, you're going to find sea lions every now and then um, looking for a meal. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who's relatively new to the area, I just get so excited when I see any sea lines. I'm like, oh, there it is. Look at them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that would be such a treat for me personally on this hike to uh, catch a glimpse of some sea lions sunning themselves or something. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just, I think, such a great hike for for again, for nature watching. Um, and also that, that seven miles is a pretty good distance without having mm-hmm. any elevation gain. So folks who are looking for maybe a little bit of a, a longer hike or, but aren't looking for a, a really strenuous hike, um, who just want to do yeah. like a bunch of walking. 
Um, this is such a good option for that. Um, so you just get to walk and walk and walk and then hang out on the beach for a while and then walk back. I mean, that's like, uh, that, that's just yeah. such a nice day as far as I'm concerned. Right. And especially just like these walks, kind of a flatter walk by the water for me just feels very contemplative. I can really think about a lot without being like, oh my gosh, when is this uphill <laughs> battle going to end? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And folks who, you know, if you, if you get out there and you work up a sweat, you can always go hang out at the, uh, at the nude beach afterwards if you really want to. There you go. Sounds like a full day planned <laughs> for you. <laughs> also just wanted to mention uh, when looking up all these three trails, it looks like dogs on leash are allowed. So uh, any, any dog owners out there who are interested in taking on these trails, you can bring your furry friend along. Perfect. That's great news. You know, I've, I definitely have seen lots of dogs out there. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk more about Savi Island right after a short break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we are back from our break talking about Savi Island. And we just talked about three great trails to explore when you're on the island. But of course, we'd be remiss to not mention the beaches and all the other activities that you can take part in on the island. So since it's summertime, Jamie, please take me through some of the different beaches that are on Savi because I still have not been able to get to them. They're popular. They're busy. Um, the summertime, it's a great time to go to Savi Island beaches. It is also one of the times where you need to show up early in the day or else yeah. risk not finding anywhere to park um, at the beaches. Um, I know folks who try to go to Savi in on like, you know, uh, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in the summer. And they say, oh, yeah, we sat in traffic for an hour and then didn't find anywhere to park and turned around. Um, that happens. Uh. So <laughs> definitely, I would say <laughs> go early, go on a weekday if you can. Um, otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to really expect to see crowds of people. So there are about um, four four main beach areas on Savi Island. The first one, um, which we already talked about uh, over uh, by Warrior Point, it's the North Unit Beach. So that's up where the lighthouse is that we just talked about that you can, um, it's a hike to get there. Um, and it's a, a nice kind of quiet secluded beach. So if you're looking for something where you're not going to find a bunch of people necessarily, um, because mm -hmm. it requires a three and a half mile hike to get there. Um, the North Unit Beach is, is a good place for you. That said, the beach is a little spotty. It's not huge. Um, it's not necessarily very deep. But again, not going to find any crowds there. So that is definitely a benefit of the North Unit Beach. Okay. When you're looking at sort of the more popular beaches, and that's why I said the most popular beach on Savi Island is Walton Beach. Um, so that is um, found at the north end of Reader Road. Um, where again, parking is positively impossible to find on a warm weekend <laughs> afternoon. Um, but the crowds all come there for a good reason. Um, the shoreline there on the Columbia river is just absolutely serene. A lot of sand, um, some lovely shallow water for wading. 
Again, the Columbia River is kind of a dicey place to swim sometimes uh, because it is really deep really quickly once you get off the shoreline. Um, so folks, you know, I would say wade in there um, or have an inflatable, but maybe maybe don't maybe can reconsider going out too deep to swim in the waters of the Columbia there. Um, but for folks, if you just want like a regular good beach experience, Walton Beach is a really good spot for you. The second most popular beach on Savi Island is Collins Beach, which is the nude beach, which again, we just talked about. So um, one of <laughs> two nude beaches here on the lower Columbia River, um, the other being Rooster Rock in the Gorge. Uh, Collins Beach is, you know, a clothing optional beach. So um, a lot of folks like to go out there for that purpose. Again, it's a really beautiful spot. Um, again, it's a really crowded spot. So this is another place where you want to go early in the day if you want to get a spot. Um, it's got kind of a reputation for, um, you know, being a little bit, uh, more rambunctious in the evenings and at nights. Um, so folks <laughs> who want more of a family friendly experience or a quieter experience tend to go there in the mornings or the early afternoons. So, um, if, if you're wanting sort of just to relax by the beach without any clothes on, <laughs> this is a, a good place to go on like a, a morning or a weekday. And then the fourth beach is, I think the best beach on Savi Island. And back in 2016, I guess I called it the best beach in Portland. Um, and that is Willow Bar Beach. So, um, this is a little bit farther south of, uh, Collins Beach and it has lots of sandy beachfront, really gorgeous views of the Columbia River and, uh, it's a little less crowded than um, Collins Beach and Willow Bar Beach. So um, you're not going to necessarily find the same kinds of crowds, but that's not to say you won't find any crowds. Um, I think mm -hmm. you definitely will see people there, but there's a lot of room, I think, to spread out on this beach too. And a lot of sort of um, nooks there in the forested beach uh, shoreline to tuck into or to explore. Um, I really like this spot. Um, it's I, I like going there in like the winter time to... Um, when you're not going to find very many people, but you might find really interesting wildlife there along the Columbia River. Mm -hmm. um, just a really, really special spot there at Willow Bar. Ah, all of these sound so great. So I guess my question is like, for people who are trying their best to avoid these crowds, you know, how... How early would you say you're trying to get there to, you know, really avoid some crowds? And I know, obviously, it can depend on the day and how hot it is and whatnot. But I don't know. What do you think, Jamie? This is like a classic, like, you know, dad going to the airport kind of question, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like how early, how early do you want to show up? Like, I know, like, my dad will go to the airport. He'll get there, like, two hours early if he can. <laughs> Um, just like sit and read a book and hang out and wait. Um, but some people just cannot go that early and I get that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would probably say, like I say for like a lot of busy trailheads, get there before nine. If you really don't want to deal with the crowds. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine people will still be there before nine, but once you start getting into the nine o'clock hour, the 10 o'clock hour, that's when I think most people yeah. show up to places like this. It, I'm not sure it's been a while okay. since I've driven up there, but so it could be the case that people are wise to that and start getting there even earlier. Um, but look, I mean, if we're being honest, especially when we're talking about Collins Beach, these are areas where um, they attract a lot of um, older folks um, who have been going here for generations and who love it. Um, and mm -hmm. older folks are going to get there early. <laughs> you know, you see this in the trailheads too. Um, most of the people that are there early are the older hikers. And so the spots where they like the best that are, um, you know, easier to get to or um, just more popular for that demographic, you're going to see more people there earlier. 
Um, so I, I would say, yeah, again, if you can get there 9 a.m. before then, that's, that's a, I think, a pretty good rule of thumb. That would make sense to me. Yeah, because honestly, that's been a deterrent for me on some of these hot days. It's like, okay, in the morning, I have my my regular routine of things I want to do on the weekend. And then, of course, once it starts getting hot, I'm like, ah, man, I'd really like to, you know, go swimming Mm -hmm. or something. And then I think to myself, do I want to wait in an hour of traffic? No, who does? (laughs) Who does? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then final question is that, I mean, clearly by by the the crowds of people who go to these beaches, I my question is how how clean is the water in the Columbia to go swimming here? Um, because I'm used to living in places where everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, don't don't go swimming in the river. You're gonna get some type of disease." <laughs> <laughs> you know, my understanding is that the, the river is pretty clean to swim in. Um, I mean, it's, this is not like you know New Jersey or something. No offense, New Jersey, um, but those uh-huh. rivers are not that clean. Or um, you know, even the Willamette downtown which is also yeah. perfectly fine to swim in um, almost all yeah. times a year. Um, there are some resources online um, where they test the water quality regularly throughout the summer. I'm not sure if they do it there at Savi Island, um, mm-hmm. but you can look at some water, you know, just upriver and, and see what those levels are like. But honestly, if, if you can swim in the Willamette downtown Portland, I don't see any reason why you can't mm-hmm. swim in the Columbia um, okay. that far downriver. Uh, I, I would not worry about it. People do it all the time and we're not hearing about people growing second heads or anything like that. So um, <laughs> I think we're okay. Okay. Good to know. I love some reassurance. On that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, you know, looking ahead, you know, obviously right now we're enjoying the summer, but there are also some other great things to do, like, of course, during the summer and into the fall as far as enjoying some of the farms that are on Savi Island. So um, maybe let, let's let talk about maybe some of the places you can do, like pick your own berries or something like that. What's available on Savi Island, Jamie? So many, so many farms. Um, I mean, basically everywhere will do all the things you want, it seems for the most part. Yeah. So there are, you know, I think when it comes to the, the going to the farms for whether it's you pick berry season, um, or produce season or pumpkin patches or corn mazes, it, families mm-hmm. tend to have like their traditional spot that they go to, right? They find that yeah. place that they like and they go back every year and then maybe they bring their kids or their grandkids. Um, so it's hard to say like, these are the best spots or these are, you know, the places you should go. Um, if you don't already have a spot, I, I would say just go explore and go find one, um, mm-hmm. and let your instinct guide you to a place, um, that you have, um, or check out a new spot if you've already been to a place over and over again. But, um, just pulling out a few that I, I've heard about or looked at, uh, Columbia Farms is a good you pick spot. They do lots of berries out there this time of year. Um, Topaz mm-hmm. Farm. Um, has a lot of produce and, um, I understand it's really good for families of young kids in particular. Um, there's some food on site, a big grassy area, um, stuff to do in all seasons. Um, yeah. and then, you know, I know Bella Organic Farms, um, is one of the big corn maze spots every year. Um, we can do some pumpkin patches as well. Um, mm-hmm. so those, those are a few just to name a few. And there's one spot too. I also know, um, called Wapato Island Farm. It's not like any of these things we're talking about of, berry picking or 
you know, produce or anything like that. But at Wapato Island Farm, they teach uh, folk herbalism and indigenous farming practices, which is um, totally different than, like, again, what we're talking about, but very cool. Um, so that's something to check out for folks who want something a little bit different. Yeah, that's awesome that you have that many options when you're going there and looking mm-hmm. for one of these farms. Definitely, I'm, I'm just kicking myself that I still haven't been there. Uh, <laughs> but now, like actually talking about all of my options in depth, I'm like, okay, I just need to sit down, pick a day, and you know, make my exactly. way up there. Exactly. You know, wake up early, wake up in the morning, have a coffee, drive out there, spend a day in the beach, and on the way home, stop at a farm. I think that's like a really nice way to do a Savi Island day. Um, or if you have the chance to go on a weekday, my God, I think that's yeah. the way to do it too. Um, you know, or in the off season, and once we get past Labor Day, we should be able to see the crowds drop off a little bit unless it stays really hot. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can, you can stand a little bit cooler weather, those beaches on Savi Island are perfect in the off season. Yeah, I, I can imagine. And just so great that it's so close to downtown Portland. Absolutely. It, it's just so convenient. It's such a beautiful spot. Well, Vicky, I really hope you're able to get out there to Savi Island and enjoy some of those beaches before summertime ends. But I think for now, we're going to have to say goodbye. So until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.